More than two and a half years after January 6th, the worst day in the history of this or any republic. The most prominent instigator of the Capitol riot from that day has finally been arrested and charged with a crime. Years after other January 6thers were convicted and served prison sentences, friendly lectern enthusiasts, Midwestern grannies, the whole gamut of January 6thers, years after that, the giant dude who spent two days encouraging everyone to storm the Capitol was finally arrested and charged with uh, disorderly conduct. Hmm. No seditious conspiracy charges. No terrorist enhancement charge. Not even so much as a trespassing on restricted grounds misdemeanor. And no explanation as to why Ray Epps conspicuously, uniquely perhaps, was not charged as U.S. Marshals were sent to round up just about everyone in the proximity of the Capitol that day. Wonder why that is. Let's review the tape. As soon as President Trump is finished speaking, we are going to the Capitol. It's that direction. That's where our truth bombs are. President Trump is done speaking. We are going to the Capitol. That's where our problem is. Okay, folks, we need your help. As soon as President Trump stops speaking, we are going to the Capitol. The Capitol is in that direction. Let people know. Spread the word. Tomorrow, we need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. What? No! No! Peacefully. Fed, 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 fed. that's a theory. Fed, fed. Fed. Enrique Tarrio, the leader of the Proud Boys, was was just arrested and charged, and he's going to face decades in prison for what? He wasn't even in Washington, D.C. that day. He was in a hotel room in Baltimore. But prosecutors charged Enrique Tarrio had conspired to direct people to go into the Capitol riot. Well, nobody directed people to go in and riot in the Capitol more directly than Ray Epps. And yet he gets a little disorderly conduct charge slap on the wrist a few years later. So those guys are saying, fed, fed, fed. Sounds like a pretty compelling theory. But look, this is America and the accused are entitled to due process. So even if other conservatives jump to conclusions, I just want to say for the record, I believe that Special Agent Epps should be presumed innocent until proven guilty. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Welcome back to the show. YouTube has demonetized Russell Brand. Speaking of being presumed guilty until you're proven innocent, Russell Brand has these rape allegations against him, and so he's being cut off from all of society and the economy until maybe he's exonerated later on, maybe he isn't. We'll get to that in a second. First, though, speaking of federal employees, John Fetterman has some really profound, incoherent babblings about leg humping. The House today looks like it's falling apart. You've already got 17 no votes in that House Republican caucus saying we're not passing anything. What, what do you think's happening here? 
Yeah, you know, like I, I truly, I was, I was very proud of my colleagues, you know, because they're really about governance. That's what it is. And on the other, the the house, the the whatever they call themselves, Team America or whatever they call themselves, <laughs> I just like, hey, I just like bring your vote, you know. Otherwise, you know, they need to go hump a different leg. Um, the, you were in, uh, you drove your, I think it was a Ford uh, from Braddock. I love Chris Hayes doing his best. You know, he's a veteran there on MSNBC. And so he's, he's heard it all. And yet John Fetterman's leg humping comments seem to surprise even him. And he says, uh, uh, um, uh, huh. Yeah. Well, uh, anyway, moving on, we, could we, talk, let's talk about anything else, please. It was less offensive when Caligula tried to send his horse to the Roman Senate than it is that the Democrats are pretending that John Fetterman is a functional senator. And the reason for that is Caligula trying to send his horse to the Senate was just a big middle finger to the entire Roman system of government, especially to the Senate. The Democrats pretending that, that John Fetterman is a functioning senator it's not a transparent middle finger to us. They're trying to deceive us. They're actually trying to pretend that this guy is capable of doing the job. It's not, it's not a brazen act. It's not a big dare. It's not an FU, you know, a big prominent one. It's a, it's a secret FU. It's, it's an assumption that we're so stupid and powerless that we're not going to notice that this guy's obviously not up to the job. He, I'm not sure he was up to the job before he had his health problems. He certainly isn't up to the job now, and he should go home and recuperate and, and try to get better. And in the meantime, there should be a functioning senator from Pennsylvania. But no, they'll just keep keeping on. They'll, they'll keep keeping on with the Pennsylvania senator, with the president of the United States, who's also not functioning all that well. And they'll just keep rolling along until until the whole thing collapses. Now, oddly enough, John Fetterman is not the least coherent national leader in our nation's capital. That, I think, would have to go to a chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, who, though he's been accused of going woke, he, he doesn't even know what that word means. Is the U.S. military too woke? No, not at all. Um, so, um, you know, I'm not even sure what that word truly means, but um, I, I would tell you that the military I see uh, is a military that's exceptionally strong, it's powerful, it's ready. In fact, our readiness rates, the way we measure readiness is better now. I don't, I don't even know what that word means. What are you talking about, woke? You think we're woke? What on earth? What on earth would give you the impression that I, Mark Milley, am woke? First of all, on the issue of critical race theory, etc., I'll, I'll obviously have to get much smarter on whatever the theory is. Um, but I do think it's important, actually, uh, for those of us in uniform to be open-minded and be widely read. And the United States Military Academy is a university. Uh, and it is important that we train and we understand. Uh, and I, I want to understand white rage. I want to understand white rage. I want to understand critical race theory. I want to, but I don't know what woke is. What are you talking about, woke? It's just very important that every single one of our cadets reads Ibram X. Kendi every day to understand the evil of their whiteness. I believe for a, a fit fighting force, we must attend Robin DiAngelo seminars to, uh, to, to become conscious of our unconscious racial and sexual biases so that we no longer exert phobias on this world. I don't know what woke means. 
I'll tell you what woke means because some conservatives have struggled to explain what woke means to woke is just the extreme conclusion of liberalism. That's all it is. And liberalism was famously once described as uh, the, the, the liberal being the man who can't take his own side in an argument. That's what it is. It's the extreme conclusion of an ideology predicated on a radical individualism that culminates in absurdity that is contrary to human nature and to reality more broadly. That's what woke is. And as the U.S. military adopts policies that contradict human nature, in particular on one sexual matter that we're not allowed to talk about on big tech, I think you know the one I'm talking about. As the U.S. military decides to focus its attention on things like critical race theory rather than on killing our enemies— Uh, that would invert the purpose of that institution, make it much less ready to fight, and uh, have it view the world in a way that is contradictory to reality. I don't know what that means. I'm going to have to read a little bit more. Kimberly Crenshaw, then I'll understand. Then we'll be a real fighting force. Now, when you want to go out there and be the best fighting fit person that you can possibly be, That's going to involve how you dress, how you present yourself, all the way down to your undergarments, which is why you got to check out Tommy John. Right now, go to TommyJohn.com slash Knowles. Listen, this is a family show. I don't want to get too intimate with you here, but all I'm going to tell you is this. Tommy John makes the greatest boxer shorts ever made, period. When you get new undergarments with Tommy John, you will also get 20% off your order with promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S. Their underwear has dozens of of comfort innovations, breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric, four times the stretch of competing brands that can keep you much cooler than cotton. Tommy John also has loungewear with a level of softness like never before and is designed to envelop you in a world of pure luxury. Every purchase is backed by Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or its free guarantee. I, I'm not joking. I didn't realize Tommy John was coming back on the show for reads. I was thinking about this just within the last few weeks. I pulled out a pair of Tommy John's. I thought, man, these are just the greatest boxers ever. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash Knowles. TommyJohn.com slash Knowles. See site for details. Go to TommyJohn.com slash Knowles. A liberal is one who cannot take his own side in an argument. Speaking of picking sides, President Trump has just announced, as some of us predicted, that he will not be attending the second GOP presidential primary debate. A number of Republicans said, I don't think Trump's going to be at the first debate, but he will be at the second debate. I said that I thought it was a smart political move for Donald Trump not to show up to the first debate. Therefore, I thought that it would not hurt him politically once he didn't show up to the first debate, which is why he would not be forced to show up to the second debate. Some of us were right. Some of us were wrong. You know, I hate to say I told you so, but it's also why... If anyone accuses me of, uh, you know, shilling for the Trump campaign or promoting the Trump campaign or something like that, it's not my intention. And I don't think that's the effect of what I'm doing. I am predicting what's going on. So when I say, hey, I think it's really smart for Trump not to show up to the first debate. If if it turned out that Trump's poll numbers cratered after not showing up to the first debate, you might say, well, Michael, either your predictions are wrong your faculties of predicting are wrong, or you're just a a hack for the Trump campaign because you want to say that whatever he's doing is the right thing. But 
if my prediction turns out to be true, as it was a minority prediction in in among conservatives, then I think you have to maybe conclude that Donald Trump is actually making smart political choices here. And to state that is not to promote his campaign. It's just to observe reality <laughs> and it, to observe the reality of the state of the presidential race, which, according even to real clear politics, average of the polls, has not changed really even one iota in about 15 months now. So Trump sees, okay, I didn't show up to the first debate. Didn't hurt me. Actually, my poll numbers went up slightly and my number one opponent's poll numbers went down slightly. Okay, I'm not going to show up to the second one, but what's he going to do? Is he going to have another conversation with Tucker Carlson on Twitter? No. He's got to mix it up. This time, according to the New York Times, Trump is going to be counter-programming the debate by rallying with striking automotive workers in Detroit. Uh, This is really, really a good idea because the change that Donald Trump represents in the GOP is a turning away from being the party of rich uncle penny bags. It's kind of funny because he's a billionaire from New York, but what that has represented reflected in the polls and even the way that conservative uh, elite types talk about it is that he represents a populist turn in the party. So, so the GOP is no longer going to be the party of Paris. It's going to be the party of Pittsburgh. It's no longer going to be the party of Wall Street. It's going to be the party of Detroit. And so Trump is going to uh, express that by going and rallying with the auto workers here. Uh, before I get to the auto worker strike, what does this mean for the, the primary candidates who are debating? If this second debate doesn't move the numbers for anybody, if it doesn't seriously hamper Donald Trump's support, and if it doesn't improve the support for any of the other candidates, I think these primary candidates need to to cut it out. They got to drop it because it's not going to help them at all. They're going to keep putting on this sideshow until their campaigns fall apart. This is especially true of Ron DeSantis. If Ron DeSantis wants to seriously take a shot at Donald Trump, and maybe dislodge him from the top spot. I'm not saying it's impossible now. No no primary votes have been cast yet. What he's got to do is stop playing along with the same old tired strategy that's going to leave him as a very solid number two or number three finisher and allow Donald Trump to have the nomination. What I would recommend if I were on the DeSantis campaign right now, I'd say forget about the stupid debates. I mean, we'll see what happens after the second. But if the poll numbers don't move, I'd say forget about the stupid debates, forget about the stupid regular old campaigning like it's an ordinary primary, which it's obviously not. I would encourage DeSantis to take up the Abraham Lincoln strategy that Lincoln did before the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Do you know how the Lincoln-Douglas debates came along? Is that you had Stephen Douglas, politician in Illinois, going around making his speeches. He didn't agree to do a bunch of debates with Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln just started following him around and giving speeches after Douglas was finished. Show up to the Douglas events and be a little thorn in Douglas's side and give speeches afterward. Finally, Stephen Douglas agrees to have the series of debates with him. That's what DeSantis is going to have to do. And I know right now the DeSantis campaign is trying not to look desperate and is trying to, to just pretend that everything's going fine. And no, actually, secretly, they're going to win Iowa. And actually, then they're going to start winning all the primary states and no big deal. Forget about the polls. Ignore reality. Ignore the committed caucus goers. Okay, that that is a path toward loss. You have to acknowledge, if you want to have a shot at it, you have to acknowledge that things are looking very, very bad and you need to start making bold choices in the primary. So bold, I think, as to just go around. If Donald Trump's giving a speech with the auto workers, then Ron DeSantis should show up afterward and give a speech about why Donald Trump's wrong about everything, if that's what DeSantis really believes. 
But but this is what's also been the difficult thing for the DeSantis campaign. DeSantis needs to make a strong case that he is radically different from Trump. But the lane that DeSantis is running in is the Trump lane. But some of the support that DeSantis is attracting is the anti-Trump support. So it's it's put him in a tough position. I totally agree. This is a tightrope walk if the campaign is going to be anything at all. But playing along to the normal rules of the game is not very likely to help. The polls haven't moved and Trump is over 40 points up. Now, what about that auto worker strike? The auto worker strike is something that could be a wedge issue for conservatives because conservatives are generally not very pro-union. There have been times when conservatives have been pro-union, but really since the 80s and 90s, we've, we've had this caricature of being very anti-union. So what do we think? Do we like the auto worker strike? Do we not like it? Conservatives will be the first ones to tell you that the auto unions destroyed the city of Detroit. And then a lot of automobile manufacturing went overseas, and that was that. Didn't help the workers, didn't help anybody. But in this case, what are the auto workers striking over? They're striking over the Biden administration ramming a bunch of climate change BS down their throats to try to force these automakers, also ESG and also the investors and also the corporations, forcing these stupid electric vehicles down their throats that are upending their way of life and producing things that a lot of people don't even want. So how do we feel? I feel pretty good about this strike. I like this strike a lot. I don't like it when, I don't know, the National Teacher Union goes on strike because they want to keep the schools shut down 10 more years after COVID. I don't like that strike. I don't like that union particularly. But I do like this strike, and I do like this union. I think conservatives, especially if we really are going to become the party of Pittsburgh rather than the party of Paris, we've got to be a little more comfortable with worker concerns and worker actions. And I think we've got to be a little bit more comfortable with collective action in its proper place. I'm not saying workers of the world unite, we all need to start reading Marx and Engels, but we've got to get a little more particular about these things. Politics makes for strange bedfellows. Right now, the Democrat party is throwing its middle finger up to to a lot of union workers. Not to the teacher unions, they love the teacher unions, but to auto workers in Detroit. Detroit is in Michigan. Michigan is a state that we need to win. And if conservatives want to pick up those votes, we've got to be able to appeal to different groups of people than we previously have in the past. One of the arguments for a candidate like Donald Trump over a candidate, I'm not saying over a candidate in this primary race, I'm saying over a candidate like a Mitt Romney, who doesn't appeal to union workers. Mitt Romney, who says that 47% of Americans are dirty, rotten, filthy bums. <laughs> okay. I think a candidate like a Trump appeals to voters more than a candidate like a John McCain, who doesn't really appeal to those same people. And so if you're going to try to assemble a coalition and you say, okay, I'm going to lose this group of people, I'm going to lose this group of people, I'm going to lose this group of people, you got to make it up somewhere else. And so a candidate like Trump does turn off a lot of people. He's going to turn off a lot of, you know, center-right, moderate kind of liberal women in blue places. I don't know, you know, what the suburban women they sometimes say or the fancy establishment men or what. Okay, you're going to lose those people. You got to pick it up somewhere else. And where do you pick it up? I think Detroit is a fine place to pick up support. Speaking of collective action, the blob, the Borg, is turning against Russell Brand, who I have learned in recent hours 
is not only a British actor who dresses funny, but a podcaster and a figure who's turned against the establishment. Russell Brand uh, is being deprived of his livelihood long before he's ever had any kind of trial. That's very unnatural. We need to restore balance to nature, which is why you got to check out Balance of Nature. Right now, go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Knowles. Living a healthy lifestyle is not easy, especially when you're always on the go. You need simple, manageable routines to make sure you're getting the proper nutrition every day, which is why I'm a fan of Balance of Nature. Balance of Nature fruits and veggies are a great way to make sure you're getting essential nutrition every day. Their capsules are packed with 100% whole food that you can take at any time. Balance of Nature uses a cold vacuum process that preserves the natural phytonutrients in whole fruits and vegetables and encapsulates them for easy consumption. Balance of Nature sent a bunch of their products down to the studio for our team to try. We all love them. Make fruits and veggies a part of your daily diet. Your body will thank you. Go to balanceofnature.com. Use promo code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, for 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. That is balanceofnature.com. Promo code Knowles for 35% off your first order. My only recommendation is when you receive it, don't receive it at the Daily Wire office where these jackals of producers and assistants come and steal them all. Head on over right now, balanceofnature.com. Promo code Knowles. Have you held out on joining Jeremy's Razors? Well, now is your chance to enter the woke-free economy with the Precision 5 trial set. One weighted handle, one Precision 5 razor with flip-back trimmer, one low price. There has never been a better time to stop giving your money to woke corporations that hate you. Go to jeremysrazors.com, make the switch today. Russell Brand has been suspended from receiving money on YouTube amid his rape and sexual assault allegations. These are allegations that date back many years uh, that hadn't come out until, in the words of these women, journalists called them. And why did the journalists start calling them? Russell Brand was very open. I I said yesterday on the show, I don't know if he committed any crimes according to the strict letter of the law, but I have no doubt that he did extremely depraved, degenerate, awful things that certainly should be illegal. But you don't get to just rewrite the law ex post facto. And they're not going after him because of whatever he did in any depraved sexual kind of environment. They're going after him because he contradicts the prevailing liberal narrative. And the whole reason that the ruling class encourages all this bizarre, weird sex stuff in Hollywood, in the media, in the academy, everywhere else, the reason that they do that is so that they've got compromise on you. So if you ever stop towing the party line, they're going to say 15 years later, oh, you're actually a rapist. Oh, you're at the very least, you're a creep and a weirdo. Yeah, we're going to destroy your reputation and cut off your money. And then what happens? The corporations and the, the platforms that control our entire public square there's only a handful of them. They spring into action. They say, yeah, you're going to lose your money. You're going to, you're going to severely have your ability to speak restricted. And uh, then maybe you'll get a trial. Maybe you won't, but we're going to ruin your life law before, long before you ever see a day in court. What does this tell us? Does this tell us that we should whine and complain and say, YouTube should be neutral. YouTube, you guys said you were going to be neutral and apolitical, but you're actually being political. Yes, they, they are. YouTube controls, Google broadly controls speech in the public square, controls 90% of the flow of information around the internet. Yeah, they're political. Political just means public. Obviously, they're political. We're convinced, some of us are convinced, that YouTube and Google and Facebook and Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, Transheiser-Busch, 
all of these corporations that they're not political because they're just in the economy. They're just, they're sort of private. They're not the government. They're not, that's just the wrong way of thinking about it. There is no avoiding politics. And obviously, economic power has a political dimension to it. This is one of the real lies of liberalism, is it, is it tells you that politics is just one little tiny segment of society. And there's politics, there's the economy, there's a civil society, there's the this, there's the that, there's the this, there's the that. But in practice, at the crucial moments, we see that isn't true. At the crucial moments, we see, oh, actually, those economic powers, those private powers, the, the ISPs, the social media platforms, the this, that, and the other thing, they're going to work toward political ends. So, so the culmination that you, you, of, of, of this whole liberal project is that you just have the outsourcing of political power away from the people toward a handful of billionaires in Silicon Valley who are going to do whatever the hell they want. And, and you, you think that you have no uh, ability to, to influence the government. Often that's the case. But you, I promise you, you have far less ability to influence Google or YouTube or these gazillionaire too-big-to-fail corporations, many of which were built with help of the state, that don't really care. If you say, well, I'm going to stop using Google. No, you're not. No, you're not. Google is the infrastructure of the internet. You're not going to stop it at all. Well, we're, uh, my business is going to stop advertising on Google. No, you're not. They own it, advertising on the internet. They're essentially a state utility. They just are even less accountable than the government is. The only way out is going to be through, folks. This, this, was, the, this was the same kind of argument we've been having for seven, eight years now in politics. Conservatives are finally waking up. Used to be, well, hands off. Look, it's a private corporation. You don't like it, build your own Google. Well, look, I don't like what you say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it for some reason. And I don't care what we teach uh, students in schools. I don't care what they think, just how they think. or what You try to pretend this neutrality. There's no neutrality in politics, guys. There's no, you stand in the middle of the road, you're going to get hit by a truck, okay? If you, if you try to compromise between good and evil, what, ha- what happens? What do we read about in the Bible? You will be disgusting to everybody. You will be spit out for being lukewarm. Don't be lukewarm. Speaking of corporations in politics and presidential candidates, Senator Tim Scott was just touring around Iowa. And he says, he tweeted out, he said, I got a little hungry on the road in Iowa. Good thing I spotted the golden arches. And he posted a picture of himself holding up some McDonald's French fries with a little hamburger on the tray. And I zoomed in. I said, look, I'm something of a fast food aficionado myself. I'm on the road a lot. Even when I'm not on the road, if sweet little Elise is out of town, I'm, I, like, I like fast food. I zoomed in and I saw Senator Scott was eating a Big Mac. And I said, I don't, I don't believe that this man is a regular user of McDonald's. I don't believe it. Because nobody who is a regular user of McDonald's would ever choose a Big Mac today over a double quarter pounder with cheese. Because you see, the, the Big Mac, back in the olden days, Big Macs used to be a kind of a nice sandwich. Now they're not, the patties are very thin, dry. It's all just bread and shredded lettuce and, and Russian dressing, secret sauce. The double quarter pounder with cheese, nice, thick, juicy patties, nice, fresh beef. It's so much better. And why do I say all of this? Not only because I'm very passionate about American fast food, but because that tweet seems to me inauthentic. 
It seems inauthentic and people don't like that anymore. And that's how politicians used to campaign. They'd say, how do you do, fellow normal people? How are, yes, I am one of you, yes. And I don't know why that changed exactly. Uh, maybe authenticity was always sort of nice, uh, and but but no, I don't think so. Even Ronald Reagan, one of the great presidents in American history, he didn't come off as authentic. He seemed sincere. I don't think he was a liar or cynical. But Ronald Reagan was an actor, and well, so much of his presidency seemed, uh, uh, well, I would have to say, a little bit scripted, uh, right? And it's, it's good. I mean, uh, there was a good presidency. But now, think about the difference between that age and the age of Trump, or the age of Barack Obama, for that matter. Even Barack Obama seemed a little more casual, a little looser, a little, a little bit more authentic. Maybe that's because media now is so much more intimate. If you're listening to the show right now, maybe you're in your car, maybe you've got some earbuds in, you're walking around doing work, cleaning the dishes, I don't know where, but you're certainly could be in your home and you're on your bed watching on the computer. It's very, very intimate. With, to say nothing of the advent of reality TV, which has now just transformed into little reels of random people on the internet taking handheld videos in their apartments. It's very intimate. It's not big Hollywood stages with all the lighting and all of the makeup artists and all of the scripting. It's not that anymore. And I think some of the candidates are are at a disadvantage because of it. I, I don't mean to beat up on Tim Scott too much. He's, he's a, a wonderful guy and uh, he's doing better as a presidential candidate than some people thought he would. But this seems very, very old school, this kind of thing. Seems very dated. No one believes that Tim Scott actually sent that tweet. No one believes that most politicians send their tweets. Donald Trump was attacked for all of his tweets, but people believed that he was sending them, and that creates a personal, intimate connection, which goes a very long way. There are people from, uh, who are working on other presidential campaigns saying, why do you still like Trump? Why do you people still like Trump? He did this stupid thing, and he did this bad thing, and he said this dumb thing. And all of that's true. All of that can be true. But that personal, intimate connection can go a very long way. You see it when the guy's on the campaign trail. We all love to get out on the open road, see the country, feel the wind in our hair. But if you have the same car you've been driving for years, you might not feel so great after a car breakdown, unless you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield is America's most trusted vehicle protection company, and for almost 20 years, they've helped Americans protect their out-of-warranty vehicles. From car and trucks to SUVs, a plan through CarShield can protect up to 5,000 parts and systems and save you big dollars on your engine, transmission, entertainment system, and more. It's as easy as going to carshield.com Shapiro. With plans that include unlimited miles, road trips have never been easier. Plus, you get exclusive access to CarShield's concierge service, as well as 24-7 roadside assistance and help with flat or damaged tires, lockouts, and rental car options. Call CarShield to speak with an expert here in the U.S. that can answer all your questions and get you a free quote in minutes. Don't wait another minute. Visit CarShield now before a breakdown happens and you get stuck with an expensive repair bill. Save 20% and get your free quote by going to carshield.com Shapiro now. That's carshield.com Shapiro to save 20% today. Speaking of Republican lawmakers, uh, Politico is reporting now that a GOP lawmaker, a senior GOP lawmaker in the House has said that there are not sufficient votes among Republicans to continue funding the war in Ukraine. And uh, there are, the Democrats want to keep funding the war. Some Republicans want to keep funding the war, but this senior House Republican person, anonymous, reportedly told Politico, 
quote, we do not have the votes in the Republican conference to do any Ukraine funding. To which I say, lol, ha ha ha, oh you sweet summer child. (laughs) You think, do you seriously think that you need Republican votes in the House to fund the war in Ukraine? Do you seriously think that you need any votes in the House to fund the war in Ukraine? You don't. What they're going to do is they're just going to make up the money. They're just going to find it somewhere. Or what they're going to do is they're going to change the prices of the materials that we're sending to Ukraine and say, oh, actually, we have extra money. They already did this. They did this back in June. Remember the headline back in June? The the U.S. government misplaced $6 billion, and, and we just found it, and it was actually supposed to go to Ukraine, so we're just giving them $6 billion that we had accidentally misplaced. That headline wasn't exactly true, that, but it was, it was substantially true. But the real story was that the U.S. government wanted to keep funding the war in Ukraine, and they found it politically inconvenient to go through the whole rigmarole of getting a new vote and getting people to commit to funding publicly. So what they did was they changed the prices of the weapons that we're sending to Ukraine retroactively. So they say, oh, actually, the weapons that we sent Ukraine, they're actually worth less than we previously said they were worth. So, and that means because we already approved a bazillion gazillion dollars to Ukraine, because we're retroactively changing the price of the weapons, that means we've got more money to send them more weapons. Okay, great. There you go. Here's here's the equivalent of $6 billion of more weapons. But it, the number is just completely made up. Doesn't, doesn't matter. They'll, they'll just do this again. The U.S. government will not give up the war in Ukraine because of some Republican congressman. I promise you that. That is not how our government works. Our government operates largely outside of the purview of the House, certainly, of the U.S. Senate, and perhaps even of the U.S. president. It just kind of rolls along, which is how you can have Caligula's horse over there from Pennsylvania as as the U.S. senator, and how you can have Joe Biden, who doctors, I don't think, have yet properly concluded whether or not he's actually alive or dead and just hung up by marionette strings, but it doesn't really matter if Joe Biden can pronounce his own name or, or figure out which way to walk around a room. The government just keeps rolling along, and that is especially true when it comes to foreign policy and the funding of a war. Now, speaking of Ukraine, speaking of our great global challenges, Vladimir Zelensky showed up in his Fidel Castro military fatigues to the United Nations, and he just gave a speech on the real threat we face, which ultimately, apparently, is not even the Russians. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life, and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when people in the streets of New York and other cities of the world went out on climate protests, we all have seen them. And when people in Morocco and Libya and other countries die as a result of natural disasters, and when islands and countries disappear underwater, and when tornadoes and deserts are spreading into, into new territories, And when all of this is happening, one unnatural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people. We have to stop it. You see what he's doing here. What he's doing here is what would happen when a a 
conquered people would finally accept the rule of the conquering empire. The Roman Empire comes in, conquers some far-flung people. And what do the leaders of that people do to show their obeisance, to show that they've been vanquished? They begin to worship the Roman gods. That is what he's doing. That is how Vladimir Zelensky is proving his loyalty as a vassal state to the West, the the liberal West, and trying to get that sweet, sweet funding from the liberal West, is he's He's paying worship to the new gods of the liberal West. And in this case, that would be Mother Gaia. That would be climate change. That's the the animating religion. Now, I, I hesitate to say that environmentalism, global warmingism has fully replaced Christianity as the religion of the West. I don't think that's possible because I think Christianity is true. And so there's no replacement theology for that because that's the true thing, and it's never going away. Uh, However, there are a great many liberal elites who live their lives as though that is the case. Their theological worldview is shaped much more by climate change. That's That's the cause, the moral cause that affects everything, the economy, family life, the political order, everything. And Vladimir Zelensky, who just wants to not be taken out by a cup of polonium tea from Vladimir Putin, Vladimir Zelensky, who wants to keep his country from becoming part of Russia, he comes and he says, okay, the only way to do it is to be part of the West and have the West fund this war for me. And the way to do that is to pay homage and worship to their gods. And at what a damning, what a damning display that the gods to which he has to pay worship are the pagan, pagan nature gods of climate change. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Shapiro. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com Shapiro. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. Carshield.com slash Shapiro. That's carshield.com slash Shapiro. My favorite comment yesterday is from Summer D7668, who says, How can they be trusted to uphold, defend, and enforce the Constitution if they can't even enforce a dress code? Very good point. If you are not able, mentally and physically, to make yourself presentable in the morning, if you can't understand the intricacies of of putting on a business suit and why that might matter in public life, you're probably not going to be able to uphold the political order of a nation because politics is very, very complicated. A lot of people on the left and the right really want to simplify our system of government. They say, it's all about rights. No, it's all about freedom. No, actually, it's all about equality. And really what the founding fathers wanted was, and then they insert whatever their pet project is. And now read the Federalist. Read the Anti-Federalist arguments. Read 
the debates that were going on in the 18th century. Our system of government is extremely complicated. And as we have chipped away at it for so long over the years, it's become a bit more fragile. And if you can't figure out how and why you should wear a business suit, you might not be in the best position to defend it. Speaking of Ukraine, my friend Jack Posobiec is apparently on a Ukraine hit list. You know Jack? Conservative journalist, speaker, you've seen him. He and I have done events together and been on each other's shows. And anyway, Ukraine apparently wants to murder Jack. (laughs) That's, That's not good. How did I find this out? Well, uh, because there's this website uh, that that lists enemies of Ukraine, and it's supposedly an unofficial website, but it looks a little bit sort of affiliated with the country. Uh, what, what Jack said here is, after the collapse of his counteroffensive, Zelensky's biggest threat is not me, it's his own intelligence services. Hope you don't get put on the CIA's early retirement plan, Vlad. Drop the receipts on the Bidens and we'll get you a nice McMansion in Sarasota. Uh, so, so Jack's on this list. List includes Tulsi Gabbard, Prime Minister Viktor Orban, Roger Waters from Pink Floyd because he's spoken out against Ukraine. I'm pleased to see I'm not on the list, even though I did this long thread about the Ukraine military spokesman who's an American dude who dresses up like a chick. Uh, I'm, at least as far as I can tell, I'm not on this list. Uh, the, the organization that puts out the list is called Miro Tvorets which ironically translates to peacemaker. And they say it's separate from the government, but I don't really buy it because it was founded in 2014 by a former Ukraine government minister, George Tuka. It's, it's reported to be run by a former member of Ukraine state intelligence under an alias, Roman Zaitsev. And according to the Times of London, the list has been used by government officials at checkpoints in Ukraine, in addition to official government databases. So when that... Uh, psycho spokesman for the Ukraine military, the American transvestite, when he said that he didn't really threaten any journalists, that's a lie. First of all, it's a lie because we saw the video where he said, any Russian propagandists were hunting you down. But now we see the list. And the list includes not only journalists, but American journalists. Not only American journalists, but Jack Posobiec. Sure looks like that was the case. And sure looks like it it uh, undercuts the liberals' argument that they're the great defenders of journalism. No, they're not. And, and the argument that journalism, that's the fourth estate, the people who speak truth to power. It's not that either. Political forces have spokesmen. Political forces have people who articulate and communicate those views. And the liberals view they're opposing journalists as enemies here and abroad. And They view their journalists as not the speakers of truth to power. They view them as propagandists, which is often what they are. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Shapiro. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. 
CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com Shapiro. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. CarShield.com Shapiro. That's carshield.com Shapiro. One story I got to get to. This is so, this is the creepiest story I've seen in a long time. A teenage girl found an iPhone in an airplane bathroom, and it was an iPhone underneath the seat or behind the seat to basically catch her naked. And this was after a flight attendant, a male flight attendant on, I think it was American Airlines, uh, told her, hey, come up to the, use the bathroom in the first class cabin. And then he was in there first. Then she goes in, uses the bathroom. Then she sees him go back in there presumably to take this iPhone. Uh, the family is extremely disturbed, as well they should be. My my thought on this is, I mean, I hope the family sues. I hope this guy goes, the guy ended up getting arrested, apparently, once the plane landed. But m- my main thought on this, uh, other than just revulsion and disgust, is how many things had to go wrong in this guy's life? How many bad turns did this guy have to take to get to the point where he was planting a camera in an airplane bathroom for a 14-year-old girl to film her in states of undress, in, in kind of disgusting states of undress, too, because you're in a bathroom. How, how perverted do you have to be? And then it reminded me of one of the great Norm MacDonald bits about Bill Cosby and hypocrisy. As my buddy says, uh, the worst part about Cosby was he was a hypocrite. And I said, I don't think that was the worst part. (laughs) (laughs) To me, the worst part was the raping. (laughs) Way up high. And then the second would be the drugging. (laughs) And then the third would be the the scheming. (laughs) But anyways, hypocrisy would be way f- down the line, you know, like on the fourth page or some. Sh- yes, that ex- as usual, Norm is right. And the libs will say, well, the worst crime is hypocrisy. That, that's the worst crime. That's why the liberals will jump with joy and applaud and be so happy about depraved sexual acts taking place at pride parades. That's why they'll be so thrilled and happy about Drag Queen Story Hour inviting sexual criminals to go talk to five-year-olds. They'll, be, they'll say it's wonderful, it's expressive, it's great. But then Lauren Boebert gets caught on a hidden camera in a, in a dark theater doing things that are, that are untoward, and they'll try to throw the book at her. Because what they say is, no, it's not what she did, it's the hypocrisy. That's the worst part. Which, by the way, they confuse hypocrisy with just having standards and failing to live, live up to them, which is called sinning, which is called being human. But yeah, hypocrisy yeah, hypocrisy is bad. Failing to have a standard is bad. Being an active hypocrite and pretending to have a standard and then intentionally uh, undermining that, that's worse. That's true. But like, what about the, what about the scheming? You know, that, to me, that's the darkest part of this story. Like, no, the darkest part is that this 14-year-old girl was traumatized in an airplane bathroom. That's the worst part. But the most unsettling part of it is all the scheming. Think about how much this guy sat at home scheming and thinking and entertaining bizarre thoughts in his head. And you know this guy is completely addicted to porn. And I bet this guy's looking at pretty creepy porn if he's doing this to a 14-year-old girl. And just the his entire life must be just filled, like a room filled with with just poison gas, with just all of this hideous stuff. And all of which is to say, 
it's a reminder to get off that path early before, because it can get really, really bad to get off that path early. This is the wisdom, the traditional Christian wisdom of avoiding the near occasion of sin. Because one moment you're entertaining weird thoughts, the next moment, you know, maybe you're looking at bad stuff, whatever. And then the next moment you find yourself as an airplane steward doing really creepy stuff at 30,000 feet. The rest of the show continues now. You do not want to miss it. Become a member. Use code Knowles, K-N-W-L-E-S, at checkout for two months free on all annual plans. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com Shapiro. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com Shapiro. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. CarShield.com slash Shapiro. That's CarShield.com slash Shapiro.